0: Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall.
1: Hello and welcome to the third podcast in this special series on the teacher's introduction to attachment. We're going to look a little bit at um, brain development today and particularly talk about um, the first two years of life when our brain is doing the most development in those early stages. Um, So when we're born, our brains develop from the bottom up and from the inside out and the further out you get, the more complex the brain structure becomes. But it's basically split into three areas if we look at it in a very um, simplistic view. When we're first born, the first part of the brain to develop is at the top of the brainstem, at the back of your your head, and this is known as the reptilian brain. Um, And the reason for that is that this part of the brain, all it's bothered about is survival. It's just the need to survive. So that's where our heart rate is, respiratory rate. That's where fight-flight-freeze mechanism lives in the back part of your brain. Uh, And then through repetitive patterned activity with the people around you, the rest of the brain starts to develop. So the next part to develop is um, the top part of the brain, which is known as the emotional brain. And then finally, the frontal cortex at the front of, of, of our head, which is known as the thinking brain. And that's where we spend most of our time in the thinking part of our brain. Well, and the emotional part, I guess. Um, But in the thinking part, that's where we do all of our problem solving, logical thought, creative thinking. That's where you recognize familiar faces is in the front part of your brain. Now, the really interesting thing about how the brain is set up is that the back part of the brain, the reptilian brain, and the frontal cortex, the thinking brain, cannot work together at the same time. The reason for that is if you went out of um, your home or your, your office today and you walked across the road and a car spun around the corner at speed, you wouldn't stop in the middle of the road and think, right, what shall I do? I could do a little bit of um, problem solving. Um, So I could run to the pavement in front of me, see if I can make that. I could run to the one behind me. I could lie down on, on the floor, see if the car will swerve around me. We don't do any of that thinking. The front part of our brain shuts down. The back part fires up and we run or we freeze. We do something. And you'll know if you've ever done that because all thought goes out of the window and you just react. Now, when you do that, when the bad part of your brain is fired up like that, the front part of the brain is shut down. So you cannot access the thinking part of the brain at that moment in time. So if you think about um, the type of children that we're talking about in this whole subject of attachment are children who have experienced a chaotic um, home life, very much so in the first Couple of years, or maybe when mom was carrying baby in the womb, um, when the brain was first developing. Um, if they've been in a very chaotic environment um, and not had their needs met, then that part of the brain, the reptilian part of the brain, is overdeveloped. It's hypersensitive. Um, so, where for for um, the rest of us, possibly that part of the brain is only triggered under immense stress or um, uh, you know frightening circumstances for a child who has experienced a lot of that then um, that part of the brain is hypersensitive it's triggered by a lot more things than, than than normally, which means that when they are, um, particularly when they're in school environments or when there's a lot of children around, if they're in a youth club or something, there's a lot of distraction, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of potential hazards, um, which means that the back part of their brain is firing and the front part is shut down. So in our school environments particularly, it's very hard for them to access the part of the brain that they need to do their times table, to organize their, their work, to be able to do the things we want them to do because actually they're working off the, uh, the reptilian part of the brain. So a lot of what we need to do in our school environment is about um, finding ways to, to make them feel safe, to quiet that part of the brain so that they can access the front part of the brain. One of the things I get told many times from all of the teachers who've taught our children is about retention, that they don't seem to be able to retain the information. And a lot of that is to do with where they are in their brain at any given time. So I know that they do know the information sometimes, but they just cannot access it. It's not available to them at that point in time. The other thing that happens in terms of brain development that's really important um, to understand is when we're born, we're born with billions of cells within our brain called synapses. And these cells, we've we've got billions of them. We don't need that many, but what it does is it goes through um, a process of pruning, if you like. So these synapses, they connect up with other synapses through repetitive patterned activity with people around us, through stimulation. And if that's not happening, then when it goes through the pruning process, those um, cells just fall away. So if you think about empathy, for example, empathy is something that is developed very early in life through mirroring. So I smile at baby, baby smiles at me, I point, baby points. That kind of relationship, that dance that you see going on between an adult and a baby, that is starting to develop empathy for the child. The child is starting to understand that there's something outside of them, that they have an impact on the world around them, and that somebody is doing something different to what they're doing. That whole mirroring process starts to develop um, empathy. Now, if a child isn't experiencing that kind of a relationship, then the parts of the brain, of the connections to do with empathy, don't connect properly. And so when the brain goes through the pruning process, they would just fall away. And that's one of the reasons why later in life when you might come into contact with these children, empathy is something that they really struggle with. Because they probably haven't received it and experienced the kind of empathy that they needed to um, from the adults around them. So there's lots of things that happen physically for children as well as emotionally that can have an impact on them and can certainly have an impact on how they are in our educational environments. So I hope that um, that was helpful for you. But uh, as ever, please take a look at the book and we hope that it will be helpful for you and um, stay tuned for the
0: next episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.